Hey, welcome to The Rundown with Ramon. My name is Ramon Ray, and today in The Rundown with Ramon, we're gonna talk about several things, including are you paying yourself? Are you even paying yourself enough? How you can do that? We're gonna talk about passion. Is it overrated? Do you really need passion to start or grow your business? And we're gonna be joined by a great panel of experts who are gonna talk about that with me today. Again, I'm Ramon Ray, a five-time entrepreneur, sold three companies, written five books and more, and you can get to know me better at Ramon Ray.com. With that, let's check out The Rundown with Ramon. John Lawson, what's up, man? Talk to us. Tell us how we can reach you. Tell us about yourself. If you have to say something gnarly or snarly, I guess you can, but the <laughs> mic is yours, John. Tell us who you are and where we can reach you. What's up, folks? My name is John Lawson, better known as Colder Ice. I'm on every platform as Colder Ice, one word, C-O-L-D-E-R-I-C-E, and that comes because my ice is colder than everybody else's. So there you go. I love it. And I followed and known John for many, many years. And he definitely is, I'll call him business strategist, marketer, and more, but definitely look up John Lawson Colder Ice on all the platforms as he drinks a cold beverage, ironically. So John Lawson, glad you're here today. Brett Leary, my longtime friend as well, industry analyst and more. Talk to us about who you are, where people can reach you, and then we'll dive into the rundown with Ramon. Brent, take it away. Hey, I'm Brent Leary. And I have to say, he just drank something that it didn't have any ice cubes in it. That is true. Bad branding, man. Come on, get with it. Anyway, I'm your brand coach. No, I'm not. I'm just Brent Leary. <laughs> just having fun. Now, I'm a CRM industry analyst. That's customer relationship management, customer experience. I talk about this stuff with vendors, with people that use it, the people that are doing it. It's really cool uh, to be able to do that kind of thing. And it's always cool to be with these two gentlemen. I use the term loosely, but. I'll take that. Thank you. We have to have a little British accent now. But Brent, thanks for being here. And I've known Brent for many, many years as well. He is a leading analyst at all the big uh, tech firms and companies fly him around and pay him way too much, right, John? Way too much way too uh, to much. do what he does. But let me just, let me, Please. for clarity, this is just such cold ice that you can barely see it. Um, <laughs> and run down with remote audience. Let me know what you think about this format. This format's a bit different. I wanted to change things up. We'll always do one thing. It's all Ramon can do, help you grow your small business and et cetera. But I figured let me invite my friends and we'll just have some fun. But we, I think, what is it saying? We don't take ourselves too seriously, but we're serious about what we do. Something like that. You know what I mean? So well, I don't take y'all seriously, but yeah, oh, something like that. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, but we're going to have a lot of laughs today, and I'm getting over a cold, so if y'all hear me mute, Brent, it's because y'all making me laugh. <laughs> I'd rather you just mute Brent. <laughs> wow. So let's dive right into it. We're going to talk about a few topics today. We'll see what we get to in this segment of the Rundown with Ramon. Sneaker King, fake wealth scamming people is the headline. Do what you love, or do you have to love what you do? So we're going to touch on that, this aspect of have a passion for what you do. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. We'll see what Brent and John Lawson say. One thing I wanted to touch on, just the aspect about success is not accidental. I think we've heard this for eons and billions of years, but I think John and Brent, it's an important reminder, maybe to talk about our journeys or others we know that you know, you can't get the seeds a year from now, six years from now, whatever it is, unless you plant them today. That sounded so smart. Um... Also, paying yourself last, I didn't mention this in our pre-call, but CNBC mentioned something that most small business owners don't pay themselves enough or they pay themselves last. So let's touch about the aspect of how you can figure out what to pay, should you pay yourself, all those kind of things. And uh, saying sorry so much. We'll see if we touch on that. I'm sorry. You like that? But uh, 
Wall Street Journal had an article that encouraged people to stop starting off. You know, Brent's my supervisor. Brent, I'm sorry I'm so late, Brent. I'm so sorry I'm so late. There's other ways you can do that. So listen, here's the setup, John. I'm going to turn to you. And John, you are the master. You are the one who sold zillions of shoelaces over time, <laughs> something like that. Um, but bottom line is here, there was an article talking about Sneaker King. Early last year, Mr. Malek Zada collected orders for about 600,000 pairs of Air Jordan. It goes on and on and on. Bottom, bottom line, John Lawson, the dude didn't deliver the orders. And he had this aura of wealth and, and $30,000 Louis Vuitton on bicycle and et cetera. And I think some of it started out being real, I think, but he got under a mound of debt on and on and on and scam people. So I guess for me, John, this is not about business, a tip for business owners, but I just wanted to touch on reminding people it's easy to be drawn to that TikTok, Instagram life. I got to show bling, bling. I got to be this. And it starts into a rat race. And just to get people know, focus on profitability, be a good person, build a business. I just felt my heart just to say it. But John, anything came to mind for you? I don't know, but man, as I'm, I'm reading through what this guy did, I mean, it sounds like a pyramid scheme with sneakers, right? So he's taking orders, he delivers some of them, takes more orders, but use a lot of that money to, you know, fund his lifestyle. And then, of course, take pictures, post them online, and take more orders. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, yeah. And you know what? It's 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 insane. But it's not abnormal. What's abnormal, I think, mm -hmm. is the fact that he used Nike, Jordans, and things like that that made it get picked up by Wall Street Journal and the in the amount of money. But I mean, this happens a lot. People don't understand. But a lot of times it happens with, you know, um, I'm trying to, you know, uh, stock schemes, cryptocurrency, all these kind of things. So this is absolutely. You know, you got to, it, man, it's it's an old school saying, if it's too good to be true, guess what? Probably not true. Mm -hmm. So why do people wow. fall for it all the time? I mean, like you said, this is going to the Ponzi. Basically, this dude is Ponzi, you know, yeah. Ponzi in the 21st century. Why do people yeah. fall for this year over year, century over century? Whatever the offer is, you know, it's too good to be true. You aren't going to make 40% on your return in a year. Greed. But why do people, why do we always fall for the banana in the tailpipe? I don't get it. I don't, but I don't get it. Not yet. Maybe me and John can think of something and, and we'll present it to you. <laughs> and we'll put it, yeah, get it to yeah. Brett, right? <laughs> I think one of the things is, is that, you know, people want to find a shortcut. Yes. They're always looking for the shortcut to wealth, to living this lifestyle of, you know, rappers and uh, uh, basketball players and the whole nine and it gets presented to them through the media and then somebody comes along and says I can make this happen for you all you got to do is pay me x amount of dollars and I'll give you the shortcut and people are ready to, to line up to get there man it's amazing yes. isn't it it is amazing. I think both of you assuming and probably you both are probably already but no multi-millionaires uh, making some assumptions here because I'm the poor uh, third of this three gang. These guys just have way, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. He's the guy with the show with Black Enterprise. Folks. Exactly. Okay. We're on his show. <laughs> yeah, right. I got it. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is that a lot of the millionaires and those who wealth I know, they're normal people, John and Brent. And yeah, there's that life we, life we see on TV, the ballers and the expensive stuff. And, and that's a real thing, having private planes. But I find that maybe it's too, I shouldn't generalize, but many of the people at least I know, they're kind of regular guys and girls. 
regular t-shirt, live nice, nice people. And so I think when I see somebody who's flaunting and overly, it just gets me questioning. And unless you live in Dubai or Qatar, you know, <laughs> something like that. Brent, what do you think? John, what do you think? Does that make sense? Well, yeah, what's that term? Fake it till you make it? Yeah. It's become a lot easier to fake it with social media. Like you were talking about, people take pictures all the time and those pictures are staged. Those pictures are meant to show you that in their most positive light. That's not the picture of reality. If you step out from you know the framing, you'll see a whole other reality that they don't want you to see. And people buy into that. I, uh, it, just, it really frustrates me. It irritates me. You know, John and I talk about this a lot. I can't stand the, the frauds and the fakes. And they're way more. And they make it harder for people who really are living the, the life to, to be recognized. Because you got to cut through all the crap just to see the real deal. And it is really irritating to me, you know, in particular for that reason. Yeah, is it, it, is, is it irritating to you, Brent? What do you think? Yeah. John, are you going <laughs> to add to that? Are you good? No, I think okay. Brent even sent me one of this uh, young lady that uh, took a picture in first class <laughs> as she was walking her way back to her coach seat. Right? And I thought that was hilarious. But it is actually very real. I mean, I know people that will, like you said, Brent, will stage it, right? They'll go visit the Versace Hotel, take pictures in there as if they're staying <laughs> And there. go back to the Holiday Inn. And go, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know? And I mean, but I will tell you this, honestly, of the millionaires, and I'm talking about the ones that I know that are actually, like, up there... Yes sweet life, Ballers. you know, PJs when they want them, all right? Because most of the millionaires I know don't own a PJ, all right? Yeah, they, but they don't know. sleep with pajamas? Pri no, <laughs> a private jet. Oh, okay. A private jet, because they recognize that that is a very, very bad way to yes. spend money. You can always rent one yes. when you need it, but have just having the hangar bills is just ridiculous, right? But the one thing I noticed about them is that they usually are the most low key. Yes. You know, they don't have to flaunt. Why would you need to flaunt it if you had it? Yes. Why would you need to? I don't get that part. That is you true. Know? John, yeah. let me ask you a related question. I was on uh, Clubhouse today uh, doing something. And, and, and so as you both have, have know, assuming you believe me, I'm not a fraudster. I started five companies and I sold three companies. And I'm very clear when I talk, people ask me to brag on myself. I am the person that can help you build a business that generates a few hundred thousand dollars to low, very low, single-digit millions in revenue. I don't, I, no shame about that. I'm very happy about that. And some guy misspoke to him. He said, oh yeah, Ramon, you and others have built billion-dollar companies. And I kept hearing him say this for a few times as he was promoing me because there's other people who hang with me. There's one guy in particular, his name is David Spizak. He's built nine billion-dollar companies. Mm. And so I stopped the guy and said, listen, thank you for the props. I appreciate, you know, you blowing me up. Thank you. But just so you know, what I said was, I've started five small businesses and I repeat what I said. Somebody said, you know, one of our dear sisters, brother, just own it, just claim it, and I and I and so what? What do you think about that? I I I just to your point, Brent. I just didn't feel good him saying those specific words. Oh yes, Ramon started several billion dollar brands. It just I get his point, but I felt a correction was needed. Uh, John, what, what do you think? Was I was I correcting that, or should I just shut up? I don't need to own a lie. I Ooh. live in truth. Yes. The problem is too many people rent their lifestyle instead of owning their life. Mm. There's a big difference, right? Big difference. Like this guy we're talking about, he was renting a lifestyle. 
So everything he had, the million dollar mansion, the Versace bike or whatever the heck, yeah. you know, bike he had. $30,000 uh, Louis Vuitton bicycle. But yeah, right, right. <laughs> Why would you have a 30000 Anyway, okay. But the deal is these people will rent their lifestyle. I know a lot of broke millionaires. Million dollar companies yeah, bringing in... Yeah, if you're, go ahead, Brent. If you're making two million but spending three million, what's the point? <laughs> Brent, you didn't said it. The fastest way to build a million dollar company is what? Spend two million. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but that's all we hear in the media. Then we'll move on from here. But I guess, in fairness, also to your point, the media, whatever that is, the headlines talk about this big company generates 10 billion in sales, 10 million. But for regular people, as, as our friend, I don't know if you all know, you know, Mike McCallum's book, Profit First, I have right here, I'm focused more on that. Me, yeah. me having a $500,000 company and having a $300,000 profit, hallelujah, I'm a very happy man. <laughs> so anyway, so at the tip of the day, I think what I'm hearing from this, everybody, I just wanted to really bring out and caution us all. I know that allure of, of TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and seeing others that are doing the bling, 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 it can be an allure. So one, I think anybody hearing this knows, don't be one of those evil people. And then two, for those watching it, remember, work hard. And I think business is pretty simple. Know your customers, build profitability, serve them, make a profit, keep doing it. Jim Collins flywheel talks about it, right? Have it on my shelf here somewhere here. Jim Collins flywheel talks about it and you'll build a great business. So John and Brent, I'm gonna move on to the next point if that's okay with y'all. All right, here we go. So we talked about Sneaker King. Second of all, uh, Jason Fried is the founder of 37 Signals, Base Camp and more. Um, he's had his bit of controversy, as it were, bump when he said, told all his employees, just as a reminder, you know, hey, we're not going to talk about politics. Many employees had left, but I heard an interview he had, and he said his company's thriving and more profitable than ever. Than ever, You know, he's one of those small hidden giants in the industry. But the point I'm trying to get to, Brent, I'll turn to you here first. He said, do you have to love what you do? There's this kind of resounding music that, you know, be passionate about what you do. And I think there's some point in that, Brent. It's hard to be a baker if you hate baking. But Jason Fry bought something very interesting. You have to love also, or you know, be able paying your taxes. You have to get used uh -huh. to love hiring people. You have to get to used to love WordPress or Kajabi, whatever. You can't just say, "Oh, I'm a you know what? What do you call them? Not ophthalmologist. Yeah, ophthalmologist. You know, I yeah, sell glasses. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to clean lenses all day. No, you have to deal with logistics. So, Brent, what are your thoughts on that? Just the aspect of that passion. Sometimes I'm excited. No, I wake up, Brent, some days when I got my stack of paperwork and I do not like it. Thoughts yeah. on that, Brent? Uh, I think it's the, the most critical thing is loving who you are mm. as opposed to just loving what you do. Now, if you can translate your love of who you are into something that you're able to make a living at, it's the best of both worlds. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think I grew up necessarily thinking I'd love doing what I'm doing, you know, because I, I wouldn't have had no idea I'd be doing yeah, what I'm yeah. doing. Matter of fact, I still don't know exactly what I do. But the whole thing is... Neither do we, bro. Yeah, Neither well, do we. We are. I'm not saying asking you. But but I think it's just important to, to, to feel good about who you are. And, and that will translate, hopefully, into opportunities to, uh, you know, kind of continue doing what you do and being able to, to take care of yourself and raise a family and and have the kind of lifestyle that you have. I, I like my lifestyle and it's not what I do, but, but, you know, I'm able to do what I do and still enjoy my lifestyle and, you know, kind of like who I am. 
I think those are the keys. You, you, you can make a really good living, not exactly loving what you do. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and then there's also, you know, people are starving artists. They don't make a lot of money, but they love what they do because that, because they view themselves as an artist. That's their lifestyle. So that's their way of life. That's their calling. So I think, you know, you got your calling, you got your lifestyle, you got what you do, you got what, how you feel. And sometimes they're not all lined up the way we'd like, but you know, even if you get a couple of them lined up, that's pretty good. You're ahead of the game. I love it. Yeah, absolutely, man. There's, I mean, I, I hate sometimes where they, I, I hear these, you know, gurus say that, you know, find what you're passionate about and then go deep. And I'm like, bro, that's not necessarily true. There might not be money in that passion. Go deep you know? into your pockets with the, pull out all the That's lint. what they're going right. Right. You know, um, because oftentimes I figure like this personally, you know, making money can allow you to pursue your passion. The more money you got, the more passions you can pursue. So it's not always going to be the thing that you're passionate about that's going to make you the money. Trust and believe. Yeah, I'm, you know, the shoestring guy. I made, but I wasn't passionate about shoestrings. One day I looked, I'm like, hey, those are selling really well. Let's get some more. I'm not passionate (laughs) about that, but it allows me to live the life that I want to live. And I really appreciate what you say, you know, uh, Ramon, just about, you know, some days I get up and be like, man, I got to deal with one more of these clients. I'm going to lose it. But that is my job. Every once in a while, I got to realize this is my job and I have to, you know, fulfill my obligations in order to keep the money rolling in. So, you know, every day is not going to be like, you know, hey, I'm skipping to my job. But again, like the last guy, people set it up to make it look that way. I have never, I've never met, have you ever, all the people you meet, right, that are in business and stuff, have, do, you, have, do you ever see them not have a challenge? That's what I'll call it. Mm. There's challenges everywhere. Come on. And I think that that's what separates those who can do it from not because, but, you know, I want to underline what you said, John, is that. And one, I think it's not immediate. You, you know, the three of us have been in business for 20 plus years, whatever it is, a while. We're mature business owners. Let's just call it like that. So those listening to us that you're just starting out, if I can say this humbly, I don't think you've earned the right to complain too much until it's been year five, year 10, year, year 15, right? Dave, Dave Ramsey talks about, a, you know, his Southern, Southern draw, 25 year overnight success. The dude's earned to do whatever he wants. So again, have I arrived? No, but I know John's body of work, Brent's body of work. Yeah, we've earned the right to say, you know what? This week, I'm going to sit and just spin records. Or I don't know whatever Brent does in his house or whatever. John, I've earned the right to fly and do whatever I want to do. You know what I'm saying? So I think that yeah. understand that there's a certain time going back. You build the business. You slog through it. Yeah, then you can have teams. Then you can be highly profitable. Then you can have demand coming to you. And I'm still not resting. But yes, I do enjoy what I do. But but yeah. some of the days, it's not. And I think you have to get used to that. You know, yeah. one thing I, I enjoy, I love being able to, you know, say no to folks I don't want to work with. Yes. I mean, you know, that, there's a, a that goes back to, you know, John's, the freedom element. You know, we make decisions that we can live with the consequences with because we're good with it. We're okay with our lives. We're okay with how we operate. And if, you know, somebody could offer you a lot of, a lot of money, but if it's somebody you really don't want to work with. But, 
Brett, hey, honestly, I'm just going to say this, guys, because it is true, but it took time. I'm here because yeah. I'm here. I've worked with people, you know, back in the day, yes. right? We were we were hustlers, you know. We would work on anything. I'm trying to get. We're trying to find our place, and I get that. So I'm. I love listening to the 25 year old CEO. I love. I'll listen to you, but don't act like you're spitting wisdom because you ain't <laughs> been in it long enough to be wise. Yes. yes. You well, know, there's something to say about this time frame time. where you can get to the point where you're like, ah, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You, you can't underscore that enough i mean what did you say ramon five years before you can really start to you know i probably if i look at myself I don't know, it was longer than that before i could feel comfortable about doing certain things like Most saying, the time is you. i don't want to work with you you know I, i'm okay you got yeah you can keep your money that's all right i'll i'll be okay when i say all money ain't good money Mm. <laughs> and then to your point, John, as you were saying in the beginning, there's also strategy. So it's a slightly tangential issue. But I think that, you know what, listen, whether I've done, I'm a member of the National Speaker Association. I think you are too, John, and others. You know, there's this, uh, Brent, you may be with many of you, there's this, there's this aura. I love the organization, but there's this aura of, you know, your fees and holds your fees. I'll be the first person to tell you, Ramon Ray will speak, has spoke, and will continue to speak at times for free. There's no shame in it. Meaning it goes back to then strategy. You know, Oprah calls me. And I'm gonna be like, uh, "My fees. Where should I land? Where should I show up?" I mean, with myself, with my phone, of course, attached. One of the cameras that Brent has. I will so, carry her bags. Hello, <laughs> I'm trying to get to. That's my point. It's a slightly different issue, but just the aspect of the hustle and being strategic too. So I like what what, what John said, and, and John literally, I've done that not too often, but I recall a, a famous uh, well-known reporter in New York. Um, he was finished his conference at the end of the day, boxes, he was tired. So I'm reading the room. So similar, I think I carried one of his boxes of bag. I just picked it up, said, listen, can I walk with you to your car? Easy. Next day, Ramon Ray was on the radio when they used to call it the World Wide Web. I'll never forget that. <laughs> but that's literally, he was tired. It was over. And I said, let me just walk with you to your car. Oh, I'll carry this with you. Not in a crazy way, but I just added value. So John, to your point, I think. Now that's Ramon, man. I swear, you are the one person I will follow on. And I'll be like, dude, he will talk to anybody. He's like, hey, I'm ordering a cup of coffee. And I had the greatest time. I'm like, man, you know, you are a master you, networker. But, I, but it's not like you try to do that. That's just your nature. And you just never know what will transpire out of just talking to people. So, you know. You do yeah. well on that. I appreciate it. I remember when I first met Brent, Brent was across the, the grass somewhere and I was somewhere and it was like music was playing like one of those uh, uh, K commercials or something. I was like. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> now, you, you don't really want me to get into the. No, I don't want you to. I do not want you to. <laughs> oh, I, do not want you to. I need to know this story. No. Now while we're recording, you do not. Thank you, Brent. Brent put me in check already with that. He just, he, just, he went like a dog whistle. He said, the Ramon said, okay, Brent, you got it. Oh, I'm gonna get the tea, y'all. You, you will get, get you will get the Brent <laughs> will forever hold that over my head. Oh, Brent, you're too much. All right. So uh as Ramon quickly moves on out of this conversation to pretend Brent to, to get it out of Brent's mind so it never happened. Um and I think we've touched on this. The third top I wanted to go to success is not accidental. 
I think we've already mentioned it and touched on it here. Let's talk about I passion. Think so. I think we've already mentioned it, so I'm gonna move on from here. And by the way, John, one more time, can you tell us a bit, John, who you are, who you serve, what you do? One more time, give us that website for the Black Enterprise. Run down with remote audience, those who may want to be in touch with you. Take a minute or two and uh, repeat again who you are and let us know. I have no, I'm the guy that keeps it real. All right. I'm, I'm going to give you the opinion that maybe everybody else won't give you. Right. So when it comes to business and trying to understand, and you might need somebody to help you as a coach or as a mentor, that's what I do for a lot of small business owners. So that's kind of, I, you know, I don't know what to call it, um, but I, I will tell you, yeah, I'm a strategist or whatever, but I'm the guy on the panel that is Simon Cow. I will tell you, you are a cruise ship singer. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to smooth you over and be like, oh, you got a million dollar idea. Pay me 5,000. No, I'm not going to do that. You're going to pay me for the truth so you can get where you're going. That's what I do. I think that's the Kevin O'Leary on the panel. I love it. I love it. Okay. How can people yeah, reach yeah, you? There you go. Oh, johnlawson.com, my name, johnlawson.com, or Colder Ice, C-O-L-D-E-R-I-C-E. Just put that in Google, you'll find me. Love it. And Brent, for those who have a dollar or two sitting there, you know what, maybe they're maxing up their credit cards and they got like $10 left on it, Brent, how can they work with you? What can they? <laughs> uh, they can just uh, go back to Colder Ice Lawson. <laughs> <laughs> no. Brent Larry, longtime friend of mine, industry analyst. Brent, tell us one more time how we can reach you and uh, follow the work that you do. I know you do shows. I think you and John have a show you do online. Feel free to mention that as well. So Brent, tell us a bit more about you and how people can get to know you a little better. Yeah, Google Brent Leary. It's the easiest way to, to kind of see a bunch of stuff. But yeah, it's you know, John and I have been, I think we've been doing this. We initially started out doing a show where we would literally go to the local Panera Bread mm -hmm. or the Steak and Shake, sit down and talk about what's going on with Amazon. And then we did that for years. And then the pandemic hit that we kind of went virtual. And then we morphed into a little broader uh, conversation. So we call it past the mic. But, you know, we we're old heads. We've seen a lot. We, we have opinions about a lot of stuff and we like to talk about it. And we like to bring in other folks that you, like you're doing here. You've been there. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, we, it's called Pastor Mike. Uh, we, we've been on hiatus, but I think we're going to start back next week. So love it. Love it. Yeah. And, and all like three it. of us and all three of us are the original Kings of technology. We are in bam. Boom. Boom. We, no, that is true. Years, from that years is true. <laughs> and I like what you said, Brent, just Google your name. And I know John, we can do the same with you. I think what's interesting is that that goes back to longevity. I had a friend of mine from, Ooh. uh, Ghana or Nigeria. I'm sorry, people from Africa. I forgot the country somewhere over there. And I was curious on a phone that's never Googled my name, never knew it. Would it work? Because I thought it was like all the AI, everybody, you know, I'm Googling myself and my own stuff. Google knows. So I took his phone. I said, can I just Google my name real quick? Because your phone is fresh in the US. Never been to remote, you know, anything wrong. I was first. So anyways, to your point, I'm happy to say the three of us can Google us. You'll be connected to everything we do, which is cool. So I even found out I have a, a Google knowledge panel. Nice. I had no idea. I don't know how that comes about, but. Oh, God, I thought you would have to have knowledge first. Oh, yeah. There it is. 
Oh boy. Listen, let's uh, one more thing or two more things I want to touch on right now is the aspect of paying yourself last. Brian, I'm going to turn to you. CNBC had an interesting article where it just talked about the need. It said here, founders need to consider factors such as their revenue and expenses when they're talking about how do you pay yourself? Another question they said is, is there a working spouse or not? Many founders are afraid of choking their business by paying themselves too much. So Brent, bottom line, I think what I just want to share with people is that, listen, dear small business owner, pay yourself. And, and as soon as you can, pay yourself a market rate and then put that money aside, take care of your family. Because there's nothing worse, I think, than going in year three, year five, year 15, and you broke or you're not paying yourself. We are in business to live, as we say on Journal of Genius, live life fulfilled, to live the life we want that we can. So I just wanted to underline that. Those of you who are hearing this and you know you're not paying yourself what you should be, call somebody like John. Go online, but fix your business so you can pay yourself more. But Brent, what do you think about this aspect of the studies show that many business owners are not paying themselves enough, not paying themselves a market rate or paying themselves last? That's what the CNBC study uncovered. You have, you got to take care of yourself. I mean, you, you got to eat. You got to have a shelter. I mean, you got you got you, you got to make sure that you're able to provide uh, you know, for yourself and, of course, your family. Um, and. I know that you, the dream is there. The dream is, you know, if I keep, you know, working at it, you know, it might take a couple of years. I'll have to scrimp and save, um, but I'll get there. There's nothing promised. And you have to, you have to be realistic and you have to be willing to say, okay, uh, I need this amount of money. <laughs> and I, and if I'm, I'm willing to work for it, I, I'm, there should be no, you know, yeah, you got to put the money and time and effort into, you know, growing the business, but you got to have something. You got to have some things for yourself and you, you shouldn't feel bad about, you know, taking, you know, what you might be making if you had a regular job and and living off of that for a while. Um, but yeah, you, I know people and I think I started out, you know, early. I was like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll just plow everything back in and you get angry, you get irritated, you 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 get stuck. You got to award reward yourself, and a salary is real isn't really a reward, but it's something that allows you to do things like you know you would normally do if you weren't been burning eighty to one hundred hours a week trying to get your business off the ground. So yeah, it's important. You gotta you gotta reward yourself when you can. You gotta take care of yourself when you can, and and sometimes that means maybe. You know, you might want this piece of equipment, uh, but if you buy it, that means you won't be eaten for a month. It, you can't do that. So you got to you got to be realistic with your goals and in your time frames and what you can and what you can't do. Yeah. Well, OK, I might be the antithesis here, but look, bro, here's the deal. If you're at one hundred thousand dollar a year or plus job. You might not want to quit that to start a hundred thousand dollar a year business where you're only going to take home thirty thousand. Okay, so here's let's just keep it real here. <laughs> this ain't for everybody. I started this when I started. I was about to go bankrupt. That's how I started my business, right? And uh, and and so we started selling stuff online using eBay and stuff, and it started working out well. But I'm on a consulting job and I'm making like $60,000 a year. And I sat down and started doing the paperwork. And I realized my business, while it was a little fledgling business, could not afford to hire me. Mm. Most of you people, 
seriously, most, a lot, not you people, but when I say you people, I'm like, a lot of entrepreneurs hire themselves too soon. Their business can't actually afford them. You need to have a job to pay for your quote lifestyle. So what I did was when I wanted to leave my job, I reduced my lifestyle. I started recognizing where could I save money? Where did I don't need these clothes anymore that I used to have to buy to go to the office. Mm -hmm. I didn't need the transportation uh, uh, or at least I didn't need to pay parking. I didn't need to eat out every day. I had all these things written down. So I knew that I could pay myself and put myself into my business and still make a good enough living to pay for my lifestyle because I reduced it and I wanted to build my business up by utilizing the skills that I had. And I figured, hey, if I wasn't spending eight hours a day on the plantation, I could yeah. actually use those eight hours to make my business grow, right? Yeah. But it was a, it's a calculation. You got to calculate, can your business afford to hire you and can you afford in your lifestyle to work in your business at that lower level, right? So I realized my business could hire a, you know, a, a minimum wage worker. Well, either you know, I could work. Go ahead. Yeah. No, a couple of things kind of came to mind because I think one of the other issues is uh, people who would kind of go and use every credit card they have to borrow against the future to to so that they can maintain a lifestyle. Yeah, but it's, now lifestyle. it's now it's a lifestyle that you got to pay, you know, twenty percent interest on. And I think I see that more than I see people not taking, you know, the money, you know, to use on this. So I think I think there's you know, they're both kind of really important to understand. They're both things, you know. Yeah, you. You want to lower your lifestyle. You want to cut back where you can, but you still got to eat. You still got to pay yourself. And on the flip side, don't at the beginning factor in, well, I'm going to, you know, I, I want to make a hundred or $200,000, you know, in year one and I'm selling lemonade. So I'm going to go out and get, you know, borrow, get a line of credit for 50,000. And, you know, I'll put my, I'll give myself a $4,000 uh, monthly salary based on, the, the money, the credit that I'm I'm getting. And, you know, that could be just as bad as, you know, not, or I think that could actually be worse. Worse, yeah. And if you are, you know, cutting back and not paying yourself enough. Because, I mean, the thing is, man, I mean, a business has to be fed too. Yes. See? And so sometimes what, what ends up happening, it's an old, old kind of uh, analogy, is that if you're a farmer, you cannot eat all of your seeds some of that seed has to go back in the ground to bring the yield to crop next year. And what we end up doing sometimes is we start eating all of our seed just to keep our lifestyle where it was when we were on this job and the business ends up faltering. Yeah. And I think that math is important, John. You know, again, the Kim Walsh Phillips friend of mine says it's math, not magic. Underline what you're saying, John. I think I'm repeating it correctly, but just to underline is that let's say you want to pay yourself 80,000 a year. That's a decent number. You want to pay yourself 80000 a year. No, your business can't gross 80000 Your business may have to gross 200000 250000 whatever that, depending on what you're doing. Yeah. You know, if it's just business consulting, you know, much lower overhead. But if you're doing rents and all that, you may have to do half a million a year to pay yourself eighty. So understand what John's saying. You know, those of you, especially working a full-time job, and I'm guessing much of the rundown with your own audience is probably a mix of people here who are thinking of going into business or have a side hustle or good for you who have your own business. But that's important. Understand the numbers. Understand yeah. the numbers. Yeah. 
Yeah. Real important. And you could you could even change the location. Yeah. You know. Meaning you can, you move? Yeah, you can move to a different place that has the same. It it causes uh, it's a whole different lifestyle in L.A. than it is in Austin. You know what I'm saying? Or I don't know. Austin's kind of getting crazy right now. But you know, New what York I mean? City or whatever. Right. Exactly. So I mean, it's just there's differences, in and and you could still maintain a good life, but sometimes your business can't afford to do what you're doing right now. Yeah. I mean, John. John or Brent, have you ever, ever have y'all ever left a New York City hotel? I know both of you have. At the highest, you know, saying having half jokingly, you open a door, the dude's there with the little cart to bring your luggage in. You know, takes John one of John's plastic bags, take one of John one of Brent's plastic bags, whether he has his tie pushed in there uh, for his luggage. So they put the plastic bag in the cart. <laughs> they put the luggage in the cart. You pay the dude ten dollars or the lady. They bring it downstairs. Then his buddy. Takes it from the hallway to the door. Yes. That's $10. Then you got to get the cab. There's the dude who opened the door for you. There's 10. I mean, I'm saying it metaphorically, but you know, just leaving. Uh, so my point is high rent places. That's money. I live in your area. That's it. I mean, you know, so. But these, you know, if you're on uh, on social media with a you know a certain lifestyle that you're trying to portray, you you got to try to live up to that. And try to build a business. I don't know. Some of this stuff gets, you know, it's deep. It, it gets really crazy because it really, when you think about it, I, you know, why didn't each of you go into business? It was, you know, you wanted to be able to. Uh, uh, me personally, I, I really value being able to do the things that I want to do when I want to do them in the manner in which I want to do them, and so I. That's kind of how I went into business. I went into business thinking I want to be able to, you know, of course, take care of myself, but I want to be able to, you know, not have to go to the office every day, not not sit in a cubicle every day, not have to, you know, work with people I don't want to work with. And so I take all that in consideration, you know, while trying to, you know, build a, a sustainable way of living. And, you know, sometimes, you know, people lose sight of the big picture and think of, they just want to be a baller. I, you know, think, you gotta rethink, you know, maybe think deeply about the baller mentality or what you see being portrayed as success, because success is not a, a you know one size fit all kind of thing. And what matters to you might not matter to me. It might not matter to somebody else. But if it works for you and you're able to figure out a way to make it work from a financial perspective and from a Fantastic. you know a lifestyle perspective. Don't worry about what other other people think or say. Just do it. That's right. Ball out. Just ball out. Listen, this is amazing. And if those who are listening to the rundown with Ramon, please give me your feedback. You can just email me directly, Ramon at RamonRay.com. DM me on IG on Instagram. My Instagram is Ramon Ray Smart Hustle. I have a list of some of the books you can read to grow your business. Just DM me the uh, keyword on Instagram, books. Or you can DM me another keyword, solo. This is my friend on my side, John Lawson, Colderice. You can just Google him. He's across all the platforms, and he is the strategist for business owners. He knows marketing, he knows sales, and so much more. My friend on my screen down here, but I think my editor's going to move stuff around, Brent Leary, CRM analyst, and much more. And uh, you can follow Brent, follow John, their shows on all the platforms. Again, Rundown with Ramon Audience. Thanks for being here today. I appreciate you. Let us know your comments, your thoughts, your suggestions, how we're doing, how we're not doing. If you like this new format, if you didn't like the new format, we'd love to know again. Thank you.